0: that we love to chat we love to help and that's a fact so we have made it our mission to find stuff out from diagnosis and education streaming out of your frustration chat to folks who feel there too collect it together and share it with you if you do know someone we should speak to
1: send them our way and that's what we'll do we like to have our sensory netter you know what Hello everybody, welcome back to Sensory Matters. Today it's myself and Lorraine. Hi Lorraine. Hello. You alright? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, so this episode is all about um, what we've been up to really, I suppose, in the background. Lorraine's been doing loads and loads of work and we've put together an amazing knowledge pack, which will be out in about this month in in kind of chunks, so that you don't get overwhelmed with getting it all at once um but it's covering the eight senses isn't it so do you want to tell us a bit more about that yeah so
0: we've started these knowledge packs every month and um this month we're doing the eight senses because we felt that was probably the best one to do for our audience because most people that are on our page are there because of their sensory processing difficulties so between myself and joel we've got blogs we've got videos we're going to have downloads um all about the eight senses how sensory processing difficulties affect people about being seekers and avoiders and hypersensitive and hyposensitive. And it just covers everything. Um, you'll get some insight from us both about how the senses affect us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've re- we released the first one uh, at the beginning of the month. So every week we're going to add more to it. So that at the end of November, there's going to be a full knowledge pack and it's going to have everything in there.
1: That's brilliant. And this more or less came about, didn't it? on the back of the presentation you did at the autism show and how well it was received?
0: Yeah, I think because because we're not like a professional doctor type thing, um, mm-hmm. sometimes people can get confused and not understand with medical terminology and we just say it as it is. We're quite down to earth and I just, I'm not the best spoken and I'm, I'm not, you know, brilliant at everything, but I absolutely... Um, obsessed with the senses; it's like my special interest. So once I find something out and and I like get a light bulb moment when I, I it clicks, that I'm like, oh, I understand that now. I try to do it in simple terms for other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about those eight senses fairly briefly because you're going to get all the stuff in the knowledge pack, but we'll we'll go through a bit of an overview for everyone. But before we get into that, let's kick off with our newsworthy story of the week.
0: Okay. Um, so Agony Auty, uh, an autism activist. If people don't know who um, Sa- Sarah or Sarah, I never know if it's Sarah or Sarah, but Agony Auty is an uh, autism activist. She's quite well known in our community, and this week I found out that she has shut down all of her social profiles, and she's been trolled basically.
1: God, um, that's horrendous.
0: Yeah, I mean, she gets, she does get a lot of stick. I think a lot of people absolutely love her and then there's a lot of people that are really against her. And I think if you struggle with mental health anyway, some of the feedback that she gets, I think I couldn't cope with that. So I think it's just all got too much for her and she shut everything down.
1: What a shame. That is such a shame because love her or hater, it's just not good for our community or... For you know, for anybody to be on the receiving end of that, I just don't understand people sometimes.
0: No, exactly. It's just keyboard warriors, isn't it? That you can just sit at the other end of a keyboard and type whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't it's like it, you just go and make a cup of tea and forget about it, where the person at the other end of that of that
1: mm-hmm.
0: it really affects their mental health and I think it's just awful. I mean, like you say lover or hater, I don't know why anybody has to be nasty.
1: No. And and again, she was she was well known in the community. Very well known. Before. She did a lot for
0: our community. She's got some incredible videos out there. Um yeah. she was doing a lot of really good work.
1: Yeah. So even if you don't like some of what she says, it's it's taken away someone that was doing good in our community and spreading the word and was reaching quite far and wide. So that's a real shame.
0: Yeah, and it's just scary that if somebody as big as Agony Orty can go. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Who's going to go next? Who are we going to lose?
1: I know. I know. So if you're a keyboard warrior out there, please stop it. Please stop and think about yeah. the, the bigger impact.
0: I, I think that age-old saying of if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think the nature of social media and being behind a keyboard, people just don't think as much. Like you wouldn't say a lot of these things to people's faces. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I, I know a lot of people were against her because she's one of these that um gets donations towards what she does. Right. So and there's a lot of people who are very anti giving money to people and that's fine don't give money to them if you if you're against it but at the same time she puts a lot of time into what she does and she doesn't yeah. get paid for it. Yeah. You know so you've got to weigh it up. But I think well, if it's like it's just a scroll on thing isn't it if you if you don't want to donate uh, to her so that she can bring more content out then just scroll past and don't donate and let people that are enjoying the content who want to give some money to her do that
1: exactly it's not it's not rocket science is it at no. all well let's let's hope that she takes a break and gets this straight in the head and comes back yeah yeah okay so let's take um the eight senses then so give us a kind of bit of an overview we'll take four to begin with and chat about them. Um, and then we'll we'll take a break and do the other four.
0: Okay, so uh, we all learn the five, don't we, at school? Well, I, yeah. I hope so. I, I learned five at school. So I'll go with um, visual, which is sight, audio, mm-hmm. sound, olfactory, which is a smell, and I, I can never pronounce things, gustatory, which is taste. So I'll go for them four right. first. Yeah, go for it. Um, and basically, well, sensory processing difficulties are when the messages from the brain to the senses are getting muddled up and you're not doing the appropriate action with those mm-hmm. so as as an example if we smell something that's really really bad the message from our senses to our brain says this is a bad smell we want to avoid that yeah somebody with sensory processing difficulties might not get that same message and that explains why there's there's a lot of people who like the smell of feces for example mm. because the the messages that are going to the brain are different right um so yes that's the same with all of the senses and you can be oversensitive to things you can be undersensitive you can be a mixture of both Mm but if you are oversensitive you are an avoider so you avoid things and if you're undersensitive you seek them out because you want more input
1: okay and why do do we know why the messages to the brain are different oh that's
0: something i should probably look up (laughs) yeah um no, I don't know. I've never actually, um, I've spent so much time looking at the senses, I've never actually looked at why. Yeah. It's probably one not, of them things it? that we never know.
1: Yeah, it is the way it is, so the, the why probably doesn't matter. But yeah, it's, it's just the, the neurodiverse thing, isn't it? Something neurological. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so if you take visual then, what sort of things could I expect if if I was hyposensitive, so undersensitive? Undersensitive,
0: um, so that means you're going to seek out bright lights, moving lights, um, anything visual that's exciting, really. Right. Um, so sensory rooms are amazing for people that are undersensitive to light because you've got all those bubble tubes and fibre optic lights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things you can do to help somebody who is undersensitive to light. There's loads of apps you can get on your phone. I've got um, an app that I use with Jamie, and it's called Lightbox. Right. And you, it's just like bubbles and... Flashing lights and you just press the screen and it's just really cool.
1: Yeah, and so then when you're on the receiving end of of achieving what you're looking for in terms of your senses, does it just make you feel good? Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's just like
0: um, self regulating. Yeah, yeah, you're just getting to the point that you need to be that is your level of okay.
1: Yeah. So oversensitive to visual stimuli, I kind of get more. So that would be more like finding bright lights difficult. It's more the classic stuff that we hear of within our community. Yeah. Um. So you might choose to wear sunglasses, which I know you do, don't you, Lorraine?
0: Yeah, I'm really hypersensitive to light. Um, I wear sunglasses even when I'm driving at night because the glare off other cars can really set me off. I keep right. the curtains closed. In fact, me, Jamie and Joe all keep our curtains closed. Do you? Yeah
1: yeah so what other things might might you avoid if you're hypersensitive to it
0: um for me it's like um, driving I try to avoid driving at night completely okay and things like Christmas lights and flashy lights so I couldn't go into a sensory room um and some people will be hypersensitive and hyposensitive so they might avoid the sun but they may really love like different colored fairy lights for me I just I can't right once that gets my eye yeah, it's it's just horrible because I get physically sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I guess with with the sensory room, then do they have different? Do they have sensory rooms that accommodate hyper and hypo? So you might get a kind of more subdued lighting one with. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and there are different things in different sensory rooms. So you might have a dark area. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that I know the sensory room at the autism show. That's too much for me. I I can't go in there because that, that was really really bright. Yeah, And I can understand why it's really nice for people and why everybody gets so excited about it, but it just makes me feel ill. Yeah. But then I've been to sensory rooms with Jamie where we've just kind of sat by the bubble tube and it's like a a nice blue calming colour. Yeah.
1: So actually, on the visual stuff, the the question that we've had this week actually relates to this, um, which was related to visual clutter, wasn't it? What was the question?
0: Uh, Can you get sensory overload from visual clutter? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I definitely can.
1: And I was going to say I can too. <laughs> without, a doubt. I, I I I hate clutter in my house, and I have I, I have to tidy it.
0: Yeah, I'm the same, and I think I like to know where everything is. If there was clutter, and I couldn't locate something that I needed, I've, when i when when I get overloaded, I act like a toddler. Yeah, and I start to feel it building from like my feet right up to my head, and I can actually start yeah. stamping my feet. Um, I, I
1: can totally relate to that. It gets you angry. Yeah,
0: and that's. I think that's if if I've got visual clutter and I can't find what I need, then it's like I can't process it. I can't just stop and think. Well, it's it's here somewhere. Take five minutes and tidy up, because straight away I look at the clutter and I'm like, no, I'm not going to find what I need, and then I've gone. I've gone overloaded already.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Um, yeah, I completely relate to that. Okay, the one that I can't say, well, I can't say a lot of them, olfactory?
0: Yes, that's smell. Yeah. Um, And gustatory, which is taste. Smell and taste go quite closely together. Okay. Because obviously foods, you smell your food, you taste your food. Yeah. Um, So if you're undersensitive, you might like strong smelling foods, strong tasting foods, crunchy foods. Things that really get you a lot of sensory input.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and like I said at the beginning, if you're undersensitive to smell, you might like smells that other people don't. So what norm normality would say is a bad smell.
1: Yeah. If you're
0: undersensitive to smells,
1: might not be a bad smell for you. Yes, okay. Um, I'm trying, and you to- out quite strong smells.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think for me, um, I love the smell of petrol.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Petrol and men's aftershave for me are the two big things, and I can actually follow those smells completely, switch off from my environment Mm -hmm. and what I'm doing, and I'll just start walking towards those smells.
1: Yeah. And it can be quite dangerous. One smell which just makes me feel lovely, and that is the smell of the underground. The underground in London? Yeah. It's like dusty and. I can't explain the smell of the underground. There's like nothing else that smells like it, but it it, it just makes me feel just calm and I just love it. I yeah. could, could wish my house smelled like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got um, the, what's it called, the uh, diffuser speaker. Yeah. So I've got the diffuser speaker here on my desk and I have the little, um, the little bottles of aromatherapy that go in them and one of the ones that I love is the coconut one because it just reminds me of
1: being on holiday. Yeah. Coconut sun cream and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh right, so we've done visual, taste, smell. What was the last one that you mentioned? Oh
0: well, can I just say about if you are over oversensitive to taste and smell? Because yes. um if that can cause a restricted diet, for example. Because you might yes. not like textures, the smells of foods. So you go for more bland foods. Yeah. Um, and also, chewing is involved in taste because if you're seeking out more sensory input in your mouth, you might chew a lot. So you could chew school yeah. uniforms, toys, chewy gems.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So what was the fourth one again? Uh, that was all of them because I put
0: the smell and the taste together because they do go quite closely together.
1: We didn't. We didn't do sound. Oh, we didn't do sound, did we? No.
0: Yeah. No, that's the good audio. Time. Yeah. Um, this is quite a common one when people are oversensitive to sound because a lot of people need ear defenders or noise-cancelling headphones. Yeah. I go both ways with audio. I can't stand when more than one person talks at the same time. Yes. Um, I don't like loud noises that I don't like or I'm not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, certain no- noises, so it doesn't have to be a loud noise but I can hear those, um, you know, them high-pitched things that are for teenagers to stop them going in and damaging properties. Yes. I can hear those. Wow. And it's it's horrible. It just goes right through me. It reminds me of my tinnitus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so obviously ear defenders and things like that help. And I guess if you're undersensitive, then you'd be seeking out loud noises.
0: Yeah, and when I'm undersensitive, I'll put my music on full blast. Yeah Um. And it's really loud And it really annoys everybody in my house To be honest uh, But it's like I don't listen to an album Or random music It's one song On repeat Because That song's calming me
1: Yeah Yeah And would it be a case of um, Some people maybe Making a noise themselves Over and over and over again Because oh. they like the sound of it Yeah
0: And that's what Jamie does
1: Yeah 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 Interesting Okay, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and cover off the other four.
0: Get styling with our logo T-shirts, the perfect accessory for the whole family, available in adult and child sizes and can be bought with credits. Watch out on our website, chewygem.co.uk as we might be adding some more colours soon. Now back to the podcast. <laughs>
1: Okay, welcome back. So, uh, before we get into the other four um, senses, what is our sensory matter this week?
0: Um, that the weather has gone cooler. Yay.
1: <laughs> you say yay, I say no.
0: Yeah, I was out walking the dog this morning and I was just wearing a t-shirt and the morning dog walk is where I meet all the older people and yeah. they all stop and today they were like, oh, it's a chilly one, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. And in my head I'm thinking, no. <laughs> It's quite nice, I would like this. Do you just not feel it?
1: Um, or do you just like the feeling of it?
0: I don't feel cold. Mm. Uh, like everybody in my house wants the heating on and I really don't. So I yeah. keep saying, put another jumper on, get a blanket. I've yeah. still got fans.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. We had a fire here last night because I was so cold oh. in the living room and a blanket and everything. So it's it's funny, isn't
0: it? I love the idea of it because I think Mm. I'd love the fire on and a hot chocolate, but I just get too hot. I think I just can't regulate my temperature properly.
1: Yeah, and then you get all kind of antsy, I guess, if you get too hot.
0: Yeah, so in the summer, it's really difficult when it's hot, but at least in the winter, I can wear short sleeves or I'll maybe wear shorts and a hoodie. Yeah. I look a bit ridiculous, but I feel better.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Good. Okay. Right. So that brings us on to our last four senses. So we did um, sight, taste, sound, smell. What are the next four? Um, So tactile, which is touch.
0: Vestibular, which is our sense of balance. Proprioception, which is our spatial awareness. And interception, which is knowing what's going on inside of our bodies.
1: Right. Okay. So let's go with the easy one. Touch. Touch.
0: Um, if you are oversensitive to touch or your child's oversensitive to touch, you might notice that they don't like to wear clothes. Mm-hmm. This is quite common within our, our groups. Um, you've got a child that wants to be naked all the time, and that's because wearing clothes can physically hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's not always the labels. It can be the seams. It can just be the type of clothing.
1: Yeah. So what's what's the solution with that because people can't walk around naked all the time?
0: Well, I wear com- comfy clothes.
1: Yeah. So
0: I wear a lot of tracksuits, a lot of leggings. Uh yeah. a lot of bigger clothes, so I would prefer a hoodie in a bigger size for example.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's about finding clothes that that work really, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I wear trainers or ugg boots and I would never mm. wear heels. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't. I have wore heels, but if I could choose not to wear heels, I definitely wouldn't.
1: Yeah. Um, if, is it also the case that some some people can feel pain on touch as well?
0: Yeah. Um, and I can feel pain on touch, but I can also feel really uncomfortable by it. And right. it really depends on the touch. So I, I'm not a hugger. I'm not very intimate with anybody not my children or anything if they want to hug I just feel immensely uncomfortable you know when people don't like it if somebody scratches the nails down a blackboard yeah that's how I feel if somebody's touching me yeah um but then a little touch so sometimes Dean will tap me with his finger and that hurts me and I'll be like ow and he looks at me like stop overreacting but it actually does physically hurt
1: wow amazing okay and for those that are undersensitive
0: then they seek out like big tight hugs and squeezes. They might like weighted things on them. Um, yeah. They may wear compression clothes. So, you know, like um, in Sports Direct, they do those compression vests and yeah uh, bottoms. They may really like the feel of those. And it could be that they wear long sleeves. To- yeah. You know, so in the summer, somebody's wearing long sleeves. It might be because they are under sensitive to touch and they just want that feeling yeah. on their body.
1: And maybe also seeking out things to stroke and... Yeah, forward. Jamie definitely does that. We've
0: got like a million fleecy blankets in this house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And vestibular, so that one is balance. balance. Okay. Yeah, so
0: I, when it comes to these last three senses, under and oversensitive, I always look at it as seeking and avoiding. So if you are avoiding vestibular, mm-hmm. you might not want to go and play on the park because you're scared, because you're going to fall over. Okay. Um, That sort of thing. So uh, Joe is a seeker when it comes to balance. Right. He will walk on the edge of the pavement,
1: Mm -hmm. things
0: like that. So he seeks out balance. He walks backwards a lot. He really gets um, a lot of input from doing things like that.
1: Okay. So would that be like people who jump on trampolines and
0: yeah vestibular and proprioception go really closely together as well because it's balance and spatial awareness
1: okay, so let's do proprioception then
0: um so proprioception is spatial awareness, not knowing where your limbs are in space and like distances between things. so for me, uh, I bump into a lot of people because mm-hmm. I can't see the distance between us okay um i if I'm hoovering, I'm always hitting the skirting boards, okay, so I've just got no spatial awareness.
1: So, what does that then look like if you're seeking and avoiding?
0: Uh, so, uh, as an avoider of proprioception, you will avoid, um, so for me, I'll give you an example with driving. If mm-hmm. I'm driving and you can easily fit a car through the gap, yeah, I don't go because I'm not sure. Right. Um, so, I'm a very cautious driver because of that. Okay. Um. Also, with Jamie, I'm starting to put a lot of her pain issues down to proprioception. So, not wanting to walk, okay. preferring to be in the wheelchair, uh, preferring to lie down than sit up. Okay. And then, if you're seeking proprioception, it's um, so you may like be really heavy on your feet, really like rough and tumble play. So, you're seeking out that, you know, like bashing against things.
1: Okay, interesting. And and the last one then interception. So this is about knowing your bodily functions.
0: Yeah, knowing what's going on inside your body and and understanding it. So if you feel hungry or thirsty, people that struggle with interception might not feel hungry, or they might not Mm -hmm. know when they feel full. And so again, if you look at that in seeking and avoiding, an avoider say they don't get the feeling that they need to go to the toilet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: An avoider wants to avoid getting the feeling of going to the toilet so they may go to the toilet regularly to avoid getting the feeling of needing a wee. Oh, okay. Um whereas a seeker might wait till the last minute and get that feeling and then it's too late. Yes. And um, an avoider yeah. may overeat because they don't want to get the feeling of hunger. Right. Uh, where a seeker may forget to eat.
1: Wow. It's just it's quite incredible isn't it how yeah.
0: And everybody's so different and because it's everything overlaps and some people are hypersensitive and some people are hyposensitive and some people are both. Everybody's just so individual with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and you could you can have a mix across any of these eight and be hypo and hyper on. Yeah, a mix and of if them. you've got sensory
0: processing difficulties, it might not be overall eight senses, it could be one sense, it could be six senses. Yeah. No, everybody's so different.
1: And like what you said, it can change on the
0: situation
1: as well, can't it? Yeah, the
0: environment, if you've had enough sleep, there's so many situations that can change how you feel.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so what can people expect from this knowledge pack by the end of the month? What will they get out of it if they seek it out?
0: Um, So they're going to get to understand what sensory processing difficulties are. Mm -hmm. They will learn about seeking and avoiding, so hypersensitivity, hyposensitivity, and how it affects the senses. Um, mm-hmm. We will be giving tips on how to help with the senses. So people that are hyper or hypo sensitive will give tips on each sense on things that they can do to adapt and, and help them to be in certain environments. And then some downloads towards the end of the month, so that people yeah. can make notes of whether they are hyper, hypo, and start to work out their own sensory profile. Yeah. And then there's a lot of Personal stuff in there as well from me and Joel because we both do have a lot of sensory difficulties between us.
1: Yeah, brilliant. I, th- I think that's going to be so valuable. And what what I know both of us would love to see is if you're in our group and if you're not getting our group, but if you're in our um, sensory support group on Facebook, then come and chat to us about it. Tell us what you learn. Tell us what you found out about yourself, whether you're over or under on all these different things, because. that in itself will just demonstrate how different it is for everybody but on top of that our community might have tips that we've not even thought of that might help in these situations so it'd be great to get the conversation started around it
0: yeah and i love talking about senses so please do comment because i'll be there all day just chatting
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely well that's brilliant right so that's us for this week then um that's been really interesting so i hope everyone enjoys the knowledge pack as i said lorraine and joel have put 10 tonnes of work into it um, to, to kind of help people. So hopefully you'll, I mean, in fact, not hopefully, I know you'll find it useful. Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you know never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye